Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 153 of Shades of Brown at this week uh, at CES time. It's, yeah, it's, we it's are, we're in tech annuary. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Like, I refuse. That is that is a bad term. We should not use it. Uh, it's, it's bad. Uh, it's, it's bad. So let's, let's start uh, with Samsung. Uh, Samsung announced, uh, Samsung had, I guess, uh, a virtual event. But so what's funny about this, right, is that they actually did not have a CES presence. They just said, fuck it, we're going to have an unpacked event during the same week as CES, which is very, it, it's very petty to me for them to be like, we won't engage with CES proper. I mean, they probably have TVs there, but you know, like we won't engage with this proper, but we're just going to do our own thing, which I, I think maybe more, more of what will happen in the future, right? Because I, I feel like this trend, right, of, of even once, um, I, I hope we all get vaccinated. Once we all get vaccinated and in-person events become a thing again, right? I feel like, see, I feel like this trend isn't going to go back, right? It's not, a, there'll still be in-person events, but I don't feel, I don't feel like Samsung's going to have like a big, you know, showcase at like a, at a convention or something like that, right? I, I think it's, it's sort of, it's the same thing that happened with E3, uh, is that like bigger, bigger companies will just do their own press conferences because they realize it's like significantly cheaper to put up a live stream than it is to do a, a, a in-person event, right? And like you, you have more control over the platform if you do it yourself, which you know makes sense. Also, it can prevent leaks, right? Because you don't have to do in-person rehearsals, right? You can just like you can keep less staff or more less people in the know, right, on what's going to actually happen if you're doing it completely in-house. Exactly. So it, 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 it is not surprising that Samsung is, is going to do their own thing. I suspect all everybody else is going to start just doing this because once, once the, once they see how much money they're saving on these, uh, not doing these events, they're going to be like, sure, let's just do these. So they announced the, uh, Galaxy S21 series of phones, right? So we have three phones, right? Uh, the S21 Ultra, the S21 Plus, and the S21. Uh, uh, so are the, what are the differences between these three? Like, what are the major differences between these three SKUs, I guess? Uh, the, why do they have three SKUs? Why is Samsung doing this again? I actually, I actually think this is so. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip the script a little bit because I think normally when we talk about Samsung phones, I think, I, I think it's maybe, we just, I don't know if it's it's a bias we have, but I feel like overall our trajectory, or, or rather our perspectives on on Samsung devices, have never been really super positive. Like they look nice, they exist, sure, but you should probably buy a Pixel or just an iPhone. But I feel like with this year, I'm Ultra is one thing. I'm gonna take the Ultra out of this equation, right? But we talk about the base S21. I'm looking at this phone, and I. Yeah, like, you know, I don't see anything wrong with it. And I don't mean that in like a wavering way, but more of a positive way that if someone came up to me, it was like, hey, this phone for $700, $800, right? This for $800, do you, is it worth it if I want to get an Android phone? And based off of what they're presenting, like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a bad package. I think the other phones is a different conversation. And so to specifically get into the S21, right? Because what they did rather than say add new features a lot of this year was reducing including reducing the price of the phones right they reduced it by 200 dollars. right uh 200 is the number so this one this year the s21 is 800 and the s21 plus is 1000 and the ultra is 1200 these, these are all in u.s dollars uh 
So, so let's start with the S21. I guess we'll just sort of the S21, uh, a 6.2 inch 1080p display, right? This was one of those things that we talked about. There were some leaks before this event that this was going to be a 1080p display, and it is uh, a 1080p uh, 120 hertz OLED. And I think it's important to also note note that yes, this is a downgrade because the last year's phone came a 1440p display at 120 hertz, but by default. All Samsung phones, including the Ultra this year, including the Ultra, which even has a higher resolution screen, run at 1080p 120. They never, sh- they were actually ran at 1440p. You could, of course, enable it. So, and as I feel like anyone who, even outside of phones, anyone who works with computers knows people don't change the defaults, right? Most people use the defaults. So I imagine outside of nerds, most people kept that at 1080p. And I feel like Samsung probably has like enough data on it to be like, yeah, we can just cut it and only a minority of people would actually notice. I actually care. And I think one of those things, I feel like if you have a high, like, good enough, like a pixels per inch, you know, like you have a good enough uh, pixel density, 1080p is really good on a small device like a phone. Like, I... I yeah, like, for example, this is the same resolution as your phone, roughly. Like, it's, it's, it's the, uh, as the 12 Pro, or sorry, the 12 you have. You don't have the 12 Pro, you have the regular 12. It's the 12 is roughly a 1080p ish display. It's a little more weird because Apple's aspect ratios, but same pixels per inch, just about. Yeah. So like it's, it's like, it's not like it doesn't make sense to have a higher than 1080p display because it's like, what are you going to do with it? Really? Like it's not really, and it's better to have the better to have the resolution cut and save some GPU power usage and uh, bump up the uh, frame rate, like the, the frequency, like the 120 Hertz. Display is more preferable because in on Android you get uh you get smoother animations in the UI if you have a higher frame rate, right? Like, so that's that's preferred than having a higher resolution. I feel like that's Samsung is going in that direction. Although the interesting thing about this about the display, this is an LPTO display, which you remember from the Apple Watches LPTO. It's a way for OLEDs to basically scale um, from like, I think it's 10 hertz is the lowest this can go to all the way to 120. Apple Watch is from 1 hertz to 60 hertz. And so the interesting thing though, right? If Samsung is now having good enough variable refresh rate OLED panels to ship in mass, this means we'll probably start seeing this panel roll out to other devices. Because I mean, Samsung buys from Samsung Display, right? So that means that Samsung Display is absolutely going to be selling this to other folks. So hopefully this year's iPhones too also come with this panel in it. Yeah, so variable refresh rate is is a thing on these. So hopefully this becomes more commonplace, and even in mid range uh, device. I, in a few years, I suspect this will be normal in mid range devices as well. Uh, Snapdragon uh, eight. This is the new Snapdragon eight 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 five nanometer process for this uh, eight cores. You know, uh, it has. In the U.S., in North America, we should say. For the rest of the world, it's Exynos 2100. X, the new Exynos 2100. Uh, and uh, storage-wise, the 21 and the 21 Plus both are like either 120. Like, by default, it's 128 gigs, right? Like the, the base SKU is 128. Uh, and, or you can get a 256-gigabyte model. Uh, and the S21 Ultra has a 512-gigabyte. Uh, skew. So if you're like, if you're like someone who has like every, every all of their music library in Flack or some shit like that. Um, well, no, no, actually, actually, I think this is weird for a couple of reasons. One, they did remove the SD card. No more SD cards in Samsung phones or the, the higher end ones. But at the same time, like, 
I don't know why they, they don't offer a 512 gig SKU. Because these these phones are good enough for vlogging, right? Like Samsung phones do. They're not as a... I think they're usually competitive with Apple's video quality, right? But, it, you know, I, I feel like there is a, a market for someone to buy like a high-end Android phone, right? And just record a bunch of video on it if they like want to do YouTube stuff. And in that case, you could absolutely make the case that 512 gigabytes of onboard storage is worth it for that, right? Like there definitely are use cases for these phones that have to go that high. No, no, no. Yeah, for video. Yeah, for video. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Video is one of those things why they have. Isn't there a one terabyte iPhone 12 Pro? Is that, am I misremembering that? Or is that? Uh, I can double check right now. I think the Pro Max goes to, goes to that. Let me, let me check right now. I'm pulling up Apple's website. So if we're looking at the Pro, and then I want to go to buy, the Pro Max goes to, oh my God, JavaScript. No, I don't want to see these fancy scrolling animations. <laughs> so the Pro Max, we are sort of 512, 512. It's the iPads. iPads go all the way up to. Okay, so oh, the iPads are the one terabyte, like the iPad Pros, right? Like they have the one terabyte models. But yeah, like higher storage amounts, like these phones are going to be used for a lot of media stuff. And it's like 512 is not a lot when you talk about like high res uh, video content, right? So, uh, oh, you know, it'll fix it though. You know why? You know why they don't come with 512? It's 5G, bro. It's just upload it. It's the cloud. It's cloud native. <laughs> God. Yeah. So these phones obviously have uh, 5G. Radios, they are integrated into the into the Snapdragon processor this time, right? Uh, they're not separate chips. Yes, it's more power uh, efficient there. Power efficient, so sub six gigahertz and millimeter wave uh, in the U.S. I guess the millimeter wave is the only available in the U.S. models, I suppose, right? Like the Exynos one doesn't. I would have- assume since the. I, I don't believe millimeter waves a thing outside of the U.S. Like I know how its iPhones are, right? Like millimeter waves only on the U.S. models for iPhones, and then like the rest of the world just doesn't get. It does have those radios in them, right? So I, like, and that's whatever. Like it's 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 fine. Uh, USB Type C ports, cameras. Um, well, actually, before we go to cameras, we gotta talk about networking with the Wi-Fi stuff because the Ultra only has six E, right? But the regular ones just have six, which is kind of a weird split i i that's a very weird segmentation to me like surely this is just like the the snapdragon 88 it has 6e you just turned it off on the lower end models like why why is that a segmentation thing i don't i can't tell you that that's just that is just like really fucking weird that they just turn it off on on like the why is the, like nobody actually like no, no, most people don't give a shit about what Wi-Fi standard their phone supports, right? Like, why is this a segmentation thing? It's not like it's not like they're saving money by turning off Wi-Fi six C, are they? Like, it makes no sense to me why this. Well, maybe they, maybe, maybe they are. Because think of it like this: antenna design, millimeter wave is also like sub six, sub six gigahertz, right? And Wi-Fi six C is also six gigahertz. So maybe like you have to have a more expensive antenna array design to make both of those work on a phone. Uh, maybe. Uh, that's that's I guess that's that's a, maybe a good point. I actually don't know why uh, the why the segmentation because otherwise it doesn't make sense to have this weird segmentation, right? Like why would you just disable the chipset's functionality on your lower end SKUs and leave it on the on the highest end SKU? Um, like I, I I don't like it. It has to be like some physical 
limitation of the antennas. Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, because six E is on uh, on on different frequency, right? Like so, it. it Hmm. If somebody knows what's going on here, like I would love to know what's going on here because I, I'm I'm not, I'm not sure why I understand the segmentation here entirely. So if it's just Samsung being greedy for no apparent reason, that that also would be a reason, I guess. But yes, yeah, so these all have Wi-Fi six, and if you get the S twenty one Ultra, you're gonna have Wi-Fi six E, which is mostly useless right now because nobody has six E access points. Uh, so. Uh, in a couple of years, maybe the 6E will become useful. And in a couple of years, you're probably buying a new phone. So I, I, I don't really, like, yeah, there's some future proofing here, but like, I don't know how much you care about 6E unless, unless you're one of those people who are just going to like buy a 6E access point as soon as they come out. Like, I, I, I don't know who this matters to. Uh, Wi-Fi 6 is good because Wi-Fi 6 access points are available. Like the new Eros, uh, and I think there are some other ones that are Wi-Fi. The new Nighthawk. Ooh, they announced the Nighthawk at CES, bro. It looks like a manta ray. That thing looks like a spaceship. It's like, you know, going straight to your to your packets. I don't know where I'm going with that joke. Anyways, the cameras. Jeez. Let's talk about the cameras. <laughs> Let's talk about the cameras. So the um, well, the S21 and the S21 Plus have the same camera set, right? So uh, 12 megapixel main camera, 12 megapixel wide angle, and a 64 megapixel telephoto which is a 1.06x optical zoom <laughs> what is that optical zoom? what is that optical zoom what is 1.06x even gonna do for an optical zoom like I, I i really don't understand the point of that optical zoom right there uh but i think i think samsung cameras like it, we're gonna have, like obviously the reviews are gonna like really but be able to show what's going on with these but like they'll be fine, right? Like I, I, I don't think Samsung is like regressing, going to regress in cameras. I think it's like they have a level of quality that they're maintaining with these cameras, right? Like they're going to be, like, they and they're going to look like Samsung camera photos. Like I don't know what they look like. Like, uh, well, they, so actually, important bit they did the face smoothing is off by default this year, which is which is oh, nice. that's good. Oh yeah, that's 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 good. The face smoothing looks really weird. Um, so that's uh, that's good. The difference here is the S21 Ultra. This is where the segmentation really comes in, right? Uh, so you have a, God, Samsung, 108 megapixel main camera, a 12 megapixel wide angle, a 10x megapixel, 10 megapixel 3x optical telephoto, and a 10 megapixel uh, 10x optical telephoto, and a laser autofocus. So obviously, S21 Ultra is like... Oh, AF stands for autofocus there. I honestly thought ours was making a joke and said it's laser no, as fuck. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I genuinely thought it was, they were saying it's laser as fuck. No, it's it's, it's Ron. Laser Ron auto- wrote the article. All right, listen, I, I mean, would not I know, put that past Ron. <laughs> I know, I, but I think Ron in the spec sheet is not gonna is not gonna make that joke. But uh, yeah, it is laser autofocus on this uh, S twenty one Ultra. So S twenty one Ultra is like the twelve Pro Max equivalent, right? Like this is the one where you get if you want the like. The high-end camera features, right? So even the front camera, front-facing camera is forty megapixels on the twenty-one Ultra. <laughs> what? What? Okay, forty. Well, that's actually good, right? Like, I think one of those things I always talk—I I guess not a lot of people maybe talk about—is that 
a lot of people use like the front facing camera is not an unimportant camera, right? Like if people use that all the fucking time for selfies and stuff. But you don't want a higher resolution sensor. You want a bigger sensor. That's the more important part. You want a bigger sensor. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so it's usually a very small sensor, right? Because it has to like fit into like that little area there. Yeah, you don't want the notch to be too big. That's why they use smaller sensors. So I wouldn't want. I don't want a small sensor with like more pixels. I want a like a twelve megapixels. Fine, ten megapixels is fine. Because that's like 4K is like what four three megapixels if I can do the math. So like you just want a bigger sensor to pull in more light to get better selfies. Uh, yeah, that's that's. I mean, we'll see. I, I'm I'm curious about how how the S21 Ultra camera stacks up against the lower SKUs. Like, is it enough of a difference to justify the price increase? Like, I that's that's the question, right? Like, and is it worth it? Like, is is that is that the, that's the real question? And one of the things. Uh, so the battery is here. Uh, so the S21 and the S21 Plus, the S21 has a 4,000 milliampere hour battery and the S21 Plus has a 4,800 milliampere hour. Uh, so the S21 Plus is like slightly bigger, right? Like it's a, it's a 6.7 inch display, which is why the battery is like slightly bigger. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, and the, and the S21 Ultra obviously is the biggest of these. So it has the, it has the 5,000 milliampere hour battery. Um, which and we should say these are the same sizes as like last year's equivalents, but we do you, you should expect better battery life on the lower models because a new Android version, b lower resolution screen, c very variable refresh rate, and d also uh, more efficient processor right with the integrated fi- SOC. So in general, battery life should be improved from last year's. I I hope so. Yeah, like that's what I'm curious about. Like it's the battery life is like gotta be i think because i like it feels like because the s21 is much like s21 is a 1080p display and the s21 ultra is a 1440p display that 1000 milliampere hour battery difference is not actually that significant right like you i feel like you're gonna eat up that battery the thousand milliampere hour extra by just having a 4040p display instead of a 1080p display right like i don't know how this like technically works out but like i like i have a gut feeling that like the like the the bigger bigger screen on the ultra with the higher res like it's going to eat up more gpu power in general and that's not it's not going to be too much of a difference in battery life between the the ultra and the s21 base model well i mean hopefully then if the if the if the phone itself lasts long enough right that's 21 then that won't be a problem because if you get like 18 hours on a charge and whatever you know that's fine enough for for the ultra if it's at the same battery right. life and all of these obviously have the uh, wireless charging the in-screen fingerprint center which is this year is supposed to be a bigger sensor a slightly bigger one so it's going to be less finicky i guess I've never used one of these in-screen fingerprint sensors. Have you ever used one of these? Like, I, I, I don't know how these, like, work in... No, I stopped I stopped using Android, but it's basically, it's like, it's ultrasonic stuff, right? So it basically shoots, like, an ultrasonic beam to the screen to read your, um, you know, your fingerprint that way. They're pretty effective, and they're, they're, they've gotten way better since they first launched. So they're not, you know, I still think that, like, a rear-mounted fingerprint scanner is a little bit faster, but it's, it's to the point where it's not really, like noticeable or you know that big of a deal one of those things i feel like we should mention this is like the s21 is removing the mst feature uh for mst for those people who don't remember is the uh magnetic secure transmission which basically it emulates a magnetic credit card reader right um which was a very actually a pretty cool feature right like when Samsung bought like some company that was doing that, uh, and then they integrated it into the 
they get into that with into their phones, and um, I guess it's not really relevant as much anymore because I mean it was never relevant outside of these United States of America to begin with. Because the UK, Europe, um, oh Canada, all y'all have actually working payment systems, right? Where tap to pay is a thing already. This really only mattered for Americans. Yeah, like uh, it's it's always funny to me because like M- like MSQ when it came in, I was like, why do they need this? I was like, then I realized, right? Like the chip, like chip and pin, pin chip, and like also like NFC is not as common in the United States as it should be, uh, and like so that's the reason you need MSD. And but yes, so MSD is. MSD is going away with these. So if you are somebody who uses MSD, which I'm, I'm sure there are people who rely on it, so you know it's 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 a thing to know if you do use your phone for for that kind of thing. Um, it is it is going away with the S21. Um, also, I think this is the biggest thing. I is is that the S21 Ultra comes with. S Pen support, also backwards compatible, which is important. It, it, it'll work with any existing S Pen. It's just so how it works is that it doesn't work with the active S Pen features. So, like for example, a Note can you can have the pen Bluetooth paired, right? So there's some fancy stuff you get with that. It's just more of like you know the S Pen feature will work, but it's not like um I think there's not hover detection, but some like loss features, right? Some like location stuff, you know, stuff like that. You can you can get with the pen. Some of those smarter features won't work on this phone, but Going back to like a Note Nine will work, you know, on on this, which is super cool. Oh, that's 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 nice of them. And so, I mean, this is where I'm thinking about like, are they going to get rid of the Note line? Is this what's happening? Like, is is the Note line going away? Like, is is eventually is it going to just be the S twenty? Like, is it just going to be the pen? Is just going to be in the Ultra skew of the S like the S series models? Right? Is that what's going to happen? I feel like, so. I feel like what this would be would happen. Here's my hot take theory, right? So instead of the note going away, and I'm I I I'm I'm prefacing this with these are some of the worst puns I've ever made. They're going to roll these features into a foldable phone and make like a notebook. That's what I feel like they're going to do. <sighs> um, okay, maybe. I mean, but but jokes like bad puns aside, that's I feel like that's what you'd want to do, right? Because you could have it where. You know, you have like a Z fold or a Z note, whatever fancy <laughs> French thing they call, right? <laughs> like a Z baguette note, right? And then like it's it's like actually like the, like a courier style notebook device with a pen integrated. I feel like that's where you'd want to move the note. If because at this point, I think the differences between the S line and the Note line really are just the pen and not anything anything more differential. No, because S twenty one Ultra gets all the like high end features, right? Like the Note. Does it is the high end Halo skew, right? Like it's the most expensive one of these, and it's getting all the Note features, right? So it's it feels like the Note's time is coming to an end, or at least it will have to evolve into a different, more expensive skew, like the folding stuff you mentioned, right? Like a very specialized kind of skew, more or like more into like like we'll see, I guess, like how Samsung wants to play this out, like for sure, it's gonna be in the next couple years, I feel like. So, uh, so if you're a note user, um, I, um, like, <laughs> there are some hardcore note users for sure. Uh, some people really, really like the, the pen stuff. Uh, it's, it's- I mean, it's, it's a valid use case. Like, it's not for me, but I definitely, I've seen people like live, like, you know, use their notes of all the, with like scribbling of all the S pen stuff. And like, it's, I, I can't, it's not how I work on a phone, but there absolutely are valid, you know, valid uses for it. No, it's, it's absolutely a valid, uh, valid you way of using a touch device so yeah that is there is definitely a niche market and i think samsung knows it so which is why i think it is in the ultra now that 
it is it's i think they're trying to like break it back break like bring it make it a little bit more accessible not accessible but just more available so now that's the bs models uh so that's, I mean, is there anything else that, I, like, these are coming out? Bro, we got to talk about the design. Hold up. We haven't even talked about the design because these look fucking great. Let's just, I, let's get this out right. So to describe how it looks. So it has, like, um, actually, the backs I'll get to in a moment, but it has, like, you know, single colored back and then an aluminum rail. But the nice thing about this rail is that um, with the camera bump, the, like, aluminum rail spills over into the camera bump. So it looks like it just kind of, like, bleeds into the back of the phone, which is super nice. Okay, um, I have, I have, I have, um, I have a slight, like, problem with this. Not on the black or the pink ones, but on the, on the violet, the phantom violet one. Why is it the different color? Why is it, like, I know, like, why is it, what? I love that too, Told. That purple and gold is great. I, I, it's just, I don't know. It's, it feels like, because on the other ones, like on the black one, it's black. On the pink one, it's pink. And on the white one, it's white. But on the, on the purple one, it's, it's. I absolutely disagree. That, that color combo is, mm. I mean, yeah, I don't Yeah. It's, I guess, I guess, I guess so. Like, I'm not like too bothered about it, but it's like a slight, yeah, but it's, um, I, I think the vi- Phantom Violet. So there are three colors here. There is the uh, the black one. There's a purple, bluish. It's they call it Phantom Violet, um, and a pink one, right? Um, I guess they would call it Phantom Pink. Yeah, and, for the, and you can get a white one for the S twenty and S twenty one plus. The Ultra doesn't have a white version. Oh, so the white one. Okay, so the white one is limited. Okay, so sure. Okay, I think all of these look great. Uh, the the multi camera design I think looks uh, uh, pretty good. Like it's 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 nice. I really like the purple one. Um, big fan of the purple. Uh, the pink one also looks looks pretty dope. I think. Um, and we should say as well too that the um, S twenty one Ultra and Plus have glass backs, but the S twenty one regular has a plastic back. And now, not actually, I don't know. I don't actually think it's a bad idea. I, I don't think it's actually bad. I think it is fine because a it helps reduce the price of the phone. And B, I mean, it makes it more durable, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing. Plastic is actually better for durability. Uh, people have been talking about this for a long time, is that the glass backs are a problem for people. Like, that's why people get cases for these phones, because, like, glass backs are, you drop them, uh, they're going to shatter at some point. So uh, you have to be really careful or buy a, buy a case. Uh, so... I'm not. I'm not like opposed to having plastic bags as long as the plastic is, you know, of reasonable quality. Which I would assume these are going to be of reasonable quality. Uh, so that's. I. I don't really have a problem with the plastic bags. Some people maybe will have a problem. I. I don't. I. I really. Well, I mean, the same people have a problem with the plastic bags. Probably the same people who like are on r slash android right now complaining about how one ui 3.0 breaks or task are set up and how they can't use their micro sd card on this phone anymore right yeah the micro sd card one is a, I, I believe that's a valid complaint i feel like if you're i feel like one of those things that samsung differentiated with was having still the micro sd card reader in their phones uh maybe they'll just put those in the note phones now uh but 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 like the real like it's it's gone uh, and also, oh, this is funny. This is just funny. They removed, they don't include the charger brick with these phones anymore. Uh, <laughs> they, they've made fun of Apple last year uh, for for doing that uh, in their in ads. Um, and now uh, they're doing the exact same thing and doing it for, they're giving the exact same 
uh, reason, which is for environmental. I mean, at least they're doing a USB C to USB A cable. So, like, ex- you you absolutely, if you buy this phone and you've had any device in like the past decade, you will have some power brick that will charge it, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's that. That's at least with this is yeah, it's USB C to USB A, which is you know that's that's fine. It's not like Apple. Unfortunately, not. Um, if we if we pull out our matrix of USB specs, uh, it's not it's not the latest, but we'll get to that bit later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that's that's as the phones. Uh, they're coming out uh, this uh, January 29th is the release date. Uh, I don't know if that's US or North America only, but uh, it is the release that I have. Uh, is January January 21. So and you know you can pre-order this. I don't know why you would pre-order a phone. You get free Galaxy Buds. That's why <laughs> you get the if you pre-order the ultra, you get you get free Galaxy Buds with it. The okay. pros, per- perfect, perfect segue. Let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Galaxy Buds Pro, right? Uh, so these are the, the new. Um, uh, I guess you could call them like AirPods Pro competitors. I guess that's what they are, right? At this price point and at the sort of feature set that these have. So Galaxy Buds Pro, two hundred dollars US. Uh, they are active noise cancellation, uh, fully wireless earbuds. And, um, uh, the review goes into the details of it, but I think this is pretty good. Like, it's actually like a decent product. Like, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't have a problem recommending these to people if they, if they want to buy, like, uh, if they don't want to get an AirPods Pro for, for any number of reasons, but they want to get like a, a wireless earbud. Uh, like, these are not terrible. Like these are like actually quite well. I mean, it's if you want to get wireless earbuds and noise cancellation, and you don't use iOS, right? Because if you use i, if you have an iPhone, fucking get the AirPods. Just, just, just do that. But if you use Android, all you, you like your competitor was the Pixel Buds, and the Pixel Buds really aren't like on the same quality level as the AirPods. And I, I should say from an audio tuning level, um. Samsung bought Harman. Harman makes the Harman standard. Please refer back to the AirPods Max episode where I went into more detail about this. But on the whole, Samsung earbuds tend to be tuned really well for hitting the Harman standard, right? So I, like like I said, I personally am not the biggest fan of how that sounds, but there is, like, it's a Go into R slash headphones. People fight all day and night about what uh, what tuning is the best for a headphone. But you know, for for that standard and how those should sound right, they do hit that very well, and they tend to have very good response with that. Right. So Samsung had, had um, earbuds, headphones on a whole tend to be pretty damn good in audio quality. So while I don't believe our tings or anyone's published the charts yet on these because they just came out. If we go by their, this review, other reviews, and also prior headphones to go by, you also are not getting a bad audio experience with these headphones. No, and uh, they have some uh, neat features like the uh, like the voice detect feature, which uh, okay. So this is interesting to me because it's like so if you have these on with uh, active noise cancellation, if you start talking, it will. It uh, it will like know you you started talking. It'll put the put the earbuds into into its its so its equivalent uh, transparency mode, right? Like it will start piping in outside noise through it, the microphones, which uh, which is uh, pretty neat. And you can like sort of configure that to like how how long after you stop talking should it go back into ANC, right? And it's like 
kind of a cool feature. No, that's super useful. Because at least me with the AirPods Pro, I will like wear them if I'm like cleaning the house or whatever, right? And sometimes like doing dishes and someone comes up to me and try and talk to me. I then have to also with um, S word, uh, please don't go off HomePod. I have to say like, hey, blah, you know, turn on transparency because my hands are wet, right? So I can't like just grab my earbuds. And so that's that's actually a very useful feature to have because there are times where i have to talk to someone with my noise cancellation on and i would like noise cancellation to go away so i can hear what they're saying right right so it is it is kind of a cool feature and uh these do have uh ipx7 water and sweat resistance uh which is good right like that's good for uh if you want to go to do workouts with them i suppose right yeah yeah if you want to go running with these yeah definitely or i mean even then too just for like durability reasons right if you accidentally drop them in the sink or whatever there's a better chance to survive yeah exactly um and improve mic performance which is important actually right like these these things are going to be used uh, for calls uh and uh, mic performance is important and samsung was touting uh like they they have a feature where they can like sort of they call it windshield feature. I think is that what they call it? Like their marketing name is called like windshield or wind guard or whatever the fuck. Uh, AKA a pop filter or foam. <laughs> For, if you, if you've ever used the regular mic, a windshield is when you put a foam thingy on it. So what do you, when wind comes in or when you say like peas implosives, right? You prevent those from happening. And I mean, to be fair, I do have a friend I video chat with quite often who has the, does she have the Samsung beans? I think she, either the buds, the buds or the beans. And outside, definitely wind noise is a thing that I've heard in those in prior buds. And so in the video we have linked, um, Becca over at The Verge has a demo of her talking in front of a fan. And I, from that video, and from what I know of their older buds, Mike sounds like that's way more improved. Yeah, it, it really is quite improved. And, and like, if you are one of those people who are like, going to be doing calls on these, like, especially outside, like, I, I feel like that's a significant improvement, right? Like, it, just in general, it's, 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 it's pretty good. Um, so a few things, uh, what is like, some of these features are like only work with Samsung devices, obviously, right? Like what are like, uh, I'm guessing like the automatic switching and the 3d audio stuff. So they're basically trying to copy spatial audio. Y'all know, y'all know we back at it again with watching Mandalorian with spatial audio, <laughs> but they are trying to, um, copy that. And also, um, like, like how AirPods do where like, if you have AirPods on a uh, Mac or an iPhone or an iPad, when so like for example the airpods in my ear i listen to something on my mac they will play uh, and then if i press play on the iphone they'll switch over there um which minor rant about discord here because i do need to complain this works automatic switching works if using apps that are built natively but if you say an app like discord which may be pulling for audio all the time you may sometimes get random notifications saying that your airpods have been connected to your mac even though you're not doing anything with them oh uh, uh, no 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 all <laughs> right Right, uh, right, right. Uh, touch controls on these are a little finicky, apparently. Um, so, you know, that is, uh, I mean, touch controls are always finicky. I feel like on a, on a surface this small, it's going to be finicky. Uh, I don't know what else. You, it's hard to solve that problem, I feel like, just because of the surface, amount of surface area you get and the amount of sensors or whatever you can put for touch controls is limited. Uh, battery life is fine like i it's it's not terrible it's 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 uh you get a little uh charging case with uh, which will charge it up 
Uh, it's fine. It's uh, you know what I like about the charging case though. They kept it the same size as the bean ones. So if you bought like these people do this, people absolutely do this. A they buy like you know, like the have like little lanyard clips, right? So you can put them on your bag, and then also you get like fun little cases like cacao or lion characters or other things on them, right? So I actually I like the fact that they're keeping the case the same size. So if you are if you do have other like you know um, the the buds live or other buds, right? You can still use the same case with them. I think that's a that's a nice th- that's a nice thing to do. Yeah, uh, and also uh, this we should I guess we should mention this. They don't work with iPhones? They do. They just don't have an app to enable some of the advanced features. So they work as basic Bluetooth. Like AirPods on an Android phone, right? You can obviously they're Bluetooth so you can pair them, but you don't get any of the fancy features or firmware updating. Absolutely. Okay. So that okay, that makes sense. All right. So that is the um Galaxy Buds Pro. And it's I yeah, they're nice. I'm I'm curious like how they feel from a comfort perspective you know like that's very subjective obviously right like people's ears are different so like your like ear tips and like you like how, how do these like like what's the seal like how do these feel like if you're wearing them for like a couple hours you know like stuff like that um uh, that's that's obviously harder to do in a review but like I, i'm curious like if it's like how comfortable these are well i mean it's always gonna be memory foam tips you can buy <laughs> always absolutely absolutely and the thing is, is one of the things i think uh becca mentioned in her review is that she wore them for a while like i think three hours or four hours and it was like after after that after that it, it gets a little uncomfortable and you have to take them up which is what i've found with the uh, AirPods Pro. Well, no, so her specifically to her ear piercing in the video she mentioned she has the I forgot the name of it it's the one in the middle of your ear on the inside um, not a conch something like that but that ear piercing and because the how the buds sit in your ears that they rest the weight on the bottom part of your earlobe right you know in their in your canal there um, they, since if you have an ear piercing there it's basically putting pressure on that piercing for the entire time it's in your ear which makes it more which makes it uncomfortable where I would assume if you didn't have a piercing right it wouldn't be you know sitting on the metal right that that makes sense yeah so if you have piercings um uh, which is a thing that becca did talk about which is which is interesting so it's like yeah that's that's a consideration so you know um something worth keeping in mind if you do have piercings in your ear uh that is samsung stuff it's overall like it's it's fine it's uh it'll it's not nothing particularly mind-blowing but that's fine uh, speaking of, like let's we're gonna get into the mind blowing stuff because you know we're get, about to get into the actual CES nonsense. Uh, so CES twenty twenty one, it was um all virtual as you probably heard and as you probably expected. Uh, everything happened uh via live streams and press releases and uh, all that kind of shit, right? Like so, let's start with the I guess well, I guess we'll talk about the Nvidia and AMD like sort of overarching theme uh which is that um stock out of stock out of stock stock. (laughs) (laughs) so uh nvidia and uh md i guess both uh both of them addressed uh that they are aware obviously they're aware of it uh they addressed the shortage uh of the of the gpu uh and the cpus i guess uh i mean it's used for AMD for sure. Uh, is that there are that they it's not just supply constraints, even though that is a problem. There is also like the just demand is much higher this time around for these, uh, like especially the NVIDIA 30 series GPUs, right? Especially like the 30, 3080, and the uh, 3070, and whatever. Like it's it's like really popular 
and yeah, and to put um to put bad bad sprinkles on this already terrible cupcake. That's a bad analogy. But Steve was talking about during the latest Hardware News episode over at Gamers Nexus, where the same conditions for the 2018 GPU shit show were met at the beginning of this year, where like Ethereum hit over like a thousand dollars. And the last time that happened, we had the 2018 GPU shortage. So we have that also at the same time with God, this not a, not again. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was just like, that is annoying. Like, come on, come on, come on, cryptocurrency bros, get the fuck out of here. Uh, just, just annoying. But yeah, that is a that is a thing that is happening. Uh, but like, uh, Nvidia CFO uh, Colette Cress, like. It's it, it is they they are gonna like if they see that kind of demand from the crypto demand, uh, then they're gonna like restart like a product line that's gonna be like address that sort of uh, mining demand. But like the CMP is like the um, dedicated crypto mining GPUs. That's what they're talking about. That that like they don't have video parts. Uh, they, they they adjust like the 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 like the chips, the cores, right? Like you just want the cores. You don't care about. The video output because they're going to be going in like server machines, right? Uh, yeah, I mean it could be also like lower bid parts, right? Too because you don't need like maybe some of those many Turing cores or whatever, right? If you're just doing raw, usually raw compute on them. Yeah, and also another thing that is uh, related to this short, not related to short, but like it will cause price increases is tariffs uh, exceptions are expiring, uh, which means that the prices of motherboards, especially and I guess processors and GPUs will be going up uh, over well mostly over. lower margin parts right because i guess higher margin you can eat the tariffs at the margin if you wanted to but because gpus right if you're buying like if you're like an evga nvidia says hey sell this for 400 they sell it to you for 320 you have like 80 dollars to play with cooling and making a profit right so like you sort of have to figure it out you know how that it's going to work and they're most likely just going to increase the prices because they they don't have enough room to play if you're like an EVGA or a Corsair or someone or MSI. So yeah, that that is that is going to be a thing. Prices of uh, parts will increase over the first, I guess, the first bit of 2021. Uh, who knows what the tariff situation is going to like? It is it is a it is a thing that is up. It is it is a government related thing. So it, who knows when the when? I mean, it's probably not going to get addressed. Like, and I don't blame them. If uh, in these United States of America, I do not imagine that in the f- next hundred days the new administration is going to um, look anywhere near tariffs and because there's more pressing matters. No, they they have they they are definitely extremely more pressing matters than uh, tariffs on on electronic parts. So. I yeah, so that is expect power uh, power price increases on these on these uh, on computer related parts uh, for the future if you're in the United States for the and it also affects Canadians as well because as Steve from Gamers Nexus mentioned uh, a lot of parts come through the United States uh, so like they arrive in ports in, in the United States and then get imported into the into Canada. Often, so that that all like because Canada only has Vancouver, right? Like I think Vancouver is like the big port over there. Yeah, Vancouver is one of the big ports. Yes, uh, I actually don't know how what the shipping situation is like, but I would imagine yes, Vancouver is one of the big ones. Um, so yeah, like it will affect Canada Canadian prices as well. So you know, if you it'll affect if you're buying in Canada, if you're buying GPUs, if you're even able to get your hands on any of these GPUs or CPUs or motherboards because of the shortages. Uh, so it is <laughs> so. 
basically buy pre-built is what we're saying. No DIY this year. DIY, DIY right now is not a great idea. You're better off for pre-built because pre-built isn't, I do not believe pre-built subject to the same tariffs. Like for example, Xboxes are not going up in price piece of this. No. Uh, because I think it's, it's something about like, uh, complete systems versus separate parts are ta- like, uh, the tariffs are applied differently. Uh, so. So, so like that is that is the thing. So, if you're doing DIY, you expect prices to go up. So, let's talk about uh, Nvidia had some announcements uh, for some new parts, <laughs> which, which is funny to me because they 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 can nobody can buy the the ones that they already announced earlier. Later. Well, these ones they might be able to buy, right? So, the first one is the laptop GPUs, and laptops are a little diff- different because Steve's talked about on Gamers Nexus, Linus talks about Linus Tech Tips, basically, right? DIY is like bottom of the barrel system integrators get everything first and then you know whatever capacity they have afterwards goes to diy mm-hmm. so they have uh they have they have launched or rather announced uh three laptop gpus so you have the 3060 laptop gpu you have the 3070 laptop gpu and you have the 3080 laptop gpu right just to match the existing uh desktop SKUs. Both in Max Q and Max P variants, we should say. Max Q is for quiet, and Max P is for performance. I think. Uh I see. So it's like, I is it like a lower clock and like something like that? It's basically like the power profile, right? Really, if you think about it, Max Q would be for like a like a MacBook Pro style laptop, right? Where the cooling isn't as strong as say like a ROG Zephyrus <laughs> sort of you know um, laptop. <laughs> Yeah, so so that's that's yeah. So these are gonna be uh, like Acer, Alienware, uh, Asus, Gigabyte, uh, HP, Lenovo, MSI, Razer. You know these people who make gaming laptops, right? Are gonna be using these these GPUs. Uh, obviously, benchmarks are not yet available for these really uh, because they just announced them. They're not really available, and they're also laptops. So that's also a thing. It depends on the laptop vendors to actually put these in the laptops and ship those. I am curious what the performance profile is going to be like, especially on like the, especially on like sort of like the 13 inch gaming laptop SKUs, right? Like sort of the 13 inch models. What sort of GPUs are they going to put in this? Are those going to be like 3060s with, with like the quiet parts? Is that going to be the performance parts? Like I, I'm curious. Well, usually most PC manufacturers let you pick, right? When you're, when you're doing, when you're getting your build, right? Normally you can pick if you want a, 3080 or like a 3070 or whichever you know and 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 go from there right so i'm kind of yeah i'm curious what like the temperatures and thermal performance is going to be right like the the how 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 long can these things sustain the max clocks right like before before starting to throttle right like that's the main concern with laptop like gaming laptops right is 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 the thermal constraints right like what's that going to be like uh, I'm curious what like what the performance compares to like the desktop parts basically. Uh, so uh, there is a different there's a difference in the the laptop version of the Death RTX 3080 which has a downgrade on the memory bus and the VRAM. So the the, the 3080 on the desktop version has GDDR6X RAM, and the laptop version has just a GDDR6 and a 256 bit memory bus so like the desktop version has a uh has a 320 bit memory bus right so i think you mentioned this to me is that the technically the 3080 on the laptop has more ram more vram but it is it is a slower ver. it's slower it's slower ram and it's also 
a slower memory bus, right? So, or less wide mem. So, I guess the way the way to think about memory buses is, as in the name, buses data back and forth. Um, unlike actual highways, the wider, aka more bits on the bus, does actually equate to data moving faster, right? So, in theory, you want as wide of a memory bus as you can get, and so if a downgrade to that memory bus, making it quote unquote narrower with less bits, right? Then data is moving slower. So while this may have more RAM, it is slower RAM and less accessible RAM. So uh, you do get like uh, you can do get like a 16 gigabyte uh, RTX 3080. That's like a laptop model, which is an interesting, uh, just interesting. Like like if you want, like I guess this is for like workstation class. G- not workstation, but like higher. No, workstation class would be the quadros, wouldn't they? They would be, yeah. Quadro. I mean, like higher end gaming laptops, like really high end, like a bigger, like fifteen inch or seventeen inch models, right? Yeah, like the like the big tanky boys. Yeah, the big, uh, yeah, like like uh, Asus ROG ones, right? Like those those ones that require like a hundred watt power break or whatever the fuck. You know what I love about those big laptops too? None of them come with webcams. They really know their audience. Like when you get to the ones that are like ten inches thick, they can absolutely fit like a four K webcam in there. But they say nah. Nah, you know. No, it's, it's for gamers only. Gamers don't. Use- we we put a real mechanical keyboard in this laptop, but we won't put in a webcam because gamers. Yeah, you know. I mean, you know, you know what? I respect that. You know what? Like they understand their audience. Their audience is, it ain't about that. Like they they want high performance, one forty four hertz. And no, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, if you turn on the webcam in the Discord chat, you're getting booted from this Warzone lobby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, 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 it's no webcams in this in this lobby. Um. But actually, but I mean, they have, listen, and I know we probably should move on because we're going long, but no, I got to bring this up. VTubing is becoming more of a popular thing. Putting good webcam, these have Turing cores, right? These can do, they can do on the GPU and also be able to do like NVAC and probably play a game at 1080p, right? With like the 3080 models, you could absolutely be running a VTuber rig with a good enough webcam on this laptop. And so, listen, I'm just saying, Asus, anime girls are real this year. I mean, you know, might might want to invest in some glass. Oh my fucking god! Uh, I, I I I don't know if if Nvidia knows what a VTuber is. They they actually showed during the the when they showed off the RT30s. They sh- during NVIDIA Studio, the creator studio thing has a feature where you can map 3D characters over your face for streaming. Oh, so they know. Okay, so they so the so, so they listen. Aware. Jensen's leather jacket is actually full of pictures of Miku when he when he opens it up. Ah, uh, I see. So yeah, uh, these are laptop GPUs. I I I would love to see benchmarks on, especially comparing to these to the desktop parts. Uh, I mean, uh, they will be like I would assume they're going to be slower ish. Uh, or like they're gonna like the performance is gonna like f- faster than desktop parts because of thermal constraints. But yeah, uh, that that's what I, I'm curious about. There is also they announced a new desktop GPU, which um, gonna is gonna be quote unquote available in February. <laughs> it's the it's actually wild. They actually it's weird. You know they I they they announced it the other day, right? And I actually went to the Newegg order listing for it and already said it's out of stock. It's not even available for pre-order yet. I don't know how that happens. So they announced the GeForce uh, RTX 3060, right? Uh, so this is the latest in the 30 series cards. Uh, this is like a mid-range card, right? This, this is, is the 1660 replacement, basically. Yeah, uh, and it is uh, 329 uh, US dollars. So yes, definitely a mid-range card. Uh, and they announced it technically uh, coming out in uh, in in February, but as we as we have just mentioned, uh, stock 
problems. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be able to buy this one this year. I'm not sure about this one. I uh, will see. Uh, it's not out yet. I'm curious. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Gamers Nexus review video on this one. Uh, I'm sure Steve is uh, not at all tired of reviewing GPUs. Um, we, 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 that's that's that's. I mean, you know, I'm never going to be able to build a PC. That's basically what's going to happen. You know, I've been trying to get my hands on an RTX series. I just can't get one. You don't even... Just, I can't. <sighs> God, the, the joke is... Oh, my God. Yo, do you know how, like, you know, like, rappers got, like, gold chains, right? 2021's drip. No longer Samsung devices. I told you, Samsung, the year drip is over for Samsung. So you know what the real drip is? Have a gold chain attached to a 3090. That's going to be in, like, the little, like, um... What was that? What, like, a, like, you know, like, like, like a baby video, you know, like a little, little dark video, you know? Just just RT thirty nineties out the Lambo. Jesus Christ! Yeah, get get some tensor cores in your in your car, you know, for for that machine learning. Um, I don't I don't even. I mean, it's actually funny considering that Nvidia actually does put um the Tegra chips or whatever in smart cars or like cars, right? For for like some computing stuff, they actually do sell to like I think Tesla or something. Uh, of course. <laughs> So no, and, and no, uh, the the new switch is not going to have uh, one of these. Uh, so just don't don't listen to those bad rumors. Um, yeah, the have, new switch is going to have DLSS that, and a thirty ninety in it. There you go. That's it. That's that's it. Mario's gonna uh, Mario's gonna look great in being ray traced and upscaled to eight K. Uh, ray traced Mario. Let's okay. Let's talk about processors. Uh, very exciting news. Uh, actually, not very exciting, but uh, Intel. Uh, obviously had uh had a had an announcement at CES. Uh, they announced uh, a new a uh, new generation of uh, processor. This is the 11th gen Intel's uh, Intel cores. Uh, they have the i9 11900K and and the related like sort of like you know i7. Oh god, these model numbers. I I'm gonna say one of these. You know, okay, i7. Eleven thirty three seven five H special edition. Um, you know, just, just a real handful, mouthful of of uh, model names. You know, you know what I'm saying. Is that name special because you win a prize if you can remember how long it is? <laughs> like, why is it special? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like it's. It's like you you win a, you you win a processor if you if you can name the uh, name the entire thing correctly. Uh, so that though the H series is the, the the laptop CPUs, but they're also announcing like the obviously the i nine. These are going to be like the uh, eight core parts, eight core sixteen thread parts, like you know, like four point eight gigahertz base clocks, uh, five five point three boost clocks. You know, uh, they are also going to have uh, better better integrated graphics on them, which uh, which means AVI decode support, which not AVI AV one decode support, right? Yeah. So actually, these have these have these new um, Intel Z. Xe is it she? I don't know how you pronounce that. But the the new um the new graphics cores are so like like jokes aside, these genuinely are a huge jump. And um I I believe early benchmarks have put it like competitive with AMD's APUs with the Ryzen based ones, which is way that's like a that's you could probably play Overwatch at like 1080p 60 on medium, right? Which which listen for integrated graphics is actually pretty fucking good. For integrated graphics, it, it is it is good. Uh, so these higher end parts also like depends on the chipset. Is the neither there are also new bunch of, like three new chipsets I believe uh, that will like the higher end like Z four fifty was it the Z four fifty uh, will have uh, PCIe four point lanes uh, on that. The i nine also will have like 
ability to use PCIe 4.0 lanes, um, which means that he can like have faster NVMe and, and stuff like that, right? Um, also, new Intel like USB chipsets, which support. Uh, let's, okay, let me get this right. Uh, USB 3.2 Gen 2 by 2 20 gigabytes gigabits per second super speed, right? That's that's the one, right? I got the. But but to be clear, to be clear, you did get it right. But so to be clear, the the new chipset for the Tiger Lake H35 support Thunderbolt 4 as well. And so what this means is, in theory, you can get USB 3.2 Gen 2 by 2 super speed, 20 gigabits per second, right? But if you also have Thunderbolt 4, Thunderbolt 4 is also cross-compatible with USB 4, which USB 4 gives you, let me go to the Wikipedia page we have in our show notes, let me see, USB 4, Thunderbolt 4, in theory, would get you, at, at most, 40 gigabits, right? But in theory, but the, the thing, there's no clarification. Is it USB 4 Gen 2 by 1? Or is it because it's USB 3.2 Gen 2 by 2? That means we get USB 4 Gen 3 by 2, which would also get you dual lane um, you know, transfer nodes on, on, on a single bus there. And... <laughs> I, I hate the USB IF so much. I swear to God, this is the most confused. Like, if you're, if you're like, even if you're, a, if you're like a person who knows about computers, even if you're like buying a, a new, like, you're building a new PC, and you're like, okay, I want the latest USB spec. You're like, which one do, which, which board do I need? Which chipset supported do I need? Which processor do I need? Like, what is, what is, what the fuck is the USB IF doing? I swear to God, it is the most, uh, most absurdly confusing. And it doesn't help that they're they're like the USB, the USB four thing with the Thunderbolt is is not at all no no not confusing at all you know because it's, I don't I don't understand because technically Windows doesn't support USB four right now only Mac OS and Linux do but at the same time Thunderbolt four you I know you can get add in cards for it so does that mean it's like a custom Intel driver for it it just doesn't it it so basically basically what I'm saying is. Maybe just buy a Mac if you need to USB four, <laughs> or or get an add-in card for Linux. Yeah, if if you're in the if you're in the if you're if if you, if you care about something that USB four, you probably in a very specialized kind of niche use case anyway, right? At this point, like you probably like some sort of high-end NVMe storage connections connectors. Uh, that uh, then at that point, you probably know what you're doing. Um, also, oh my God, no, it's, it's it's the arms meme, right? It's the arms meme. Arch Linux users and Mac OS users, right, holding arms together. And basically the cross, like the, the middle part is specific, extremely specific, high speed local data connection protocols. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the, the, the Tiger Lake H35, uh, processors, like they're going to have, uh, Wi-Fi 6 and 6E as well. Uh, so that is, that is, that is good. Uh, you know, they're going to have it, 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 higher, like it's, it's fine. Uh, these are, so there's two, the, the, they announced the 12th generation, which is Alder Lake, right? And the 11th generation is going to be like the, uh, like the, what is it called? Uh, is it uh, Tiger Lake? Is Tiger Lake 11th gen or is that, uh, I'm, I'm very confused right now, actually. Uh, Rocket Lake? No, that's not it. Rocket Lake is a different part. Uh, Cypress Cove? God, these names are so bad. Intel. So honestly, at this point, because Intel can't explain their products to us clearly, let's just go to fucking AMD. I don't care anymore. If, if we could spend more time on Intel when they get an actual marketing team that knows how to explain shit. God, their names are just so bad. Uh, so AMD announced some mobile chips as well, right? So AMD uh, announced um, the Ryzen five thousand series of uh, of mobile chips for laptops. 
so a bunch of parts, like a, a lot of parts, actually. Like it's 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 a, it's like one, two, four, eight, twelve, like thirteen parts. Um, and so all most of these are Zen three parts, right? And there's but there's a couple of them that are Zen two parts, which uh, which is important um, because Zen three is actually significantly better uh, than. For speed and power, uh, power efficiency. Yeah. Uh, Zen three is seven nanometer tech. Uh, Intel is still not on seven nanometer, so you know. Uh, Intel's not even on ten nanometer. <laughs> They're now getting to ten nanometer with some skews of their whatever the fuck we were just talking about five minutes ago. It, 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 Intel is so behind. But yes, AMD announced all these, uh, all these quite like a lot of uh, high end. Not high end, like so. There are like eight C, eight core, sixteen thread parts, and uh, six thread, six core, twelve core, twelve thread parts, and like obviously on the low end, they have like four core, eight thread parts, right? So it'll, it'll, it's all like segmented as you would expect, right? Like I, I'm just like these are laptop chips, um, and I, just, I will see. Like there, there's not much to say because these are just announcements. Well, so the original SKUs started shipping last year of some Zen three laptop parts, right? Like one or two did, but. Because um, AMD was putting more of like their time in desktop parts, they were not as available. It's really hard to find a current Zen three laptop chip. And like the initial reviews was like, these are great. So like in theory, if and this is if you say if you wanted a portable gaming setup, right? Like what like like no joke. So what I would absolutely say is maybe go for like a Zen three laptop with like a thirty eighty, right? And like a ten eighty p two forty hertz panel, right? Something like that. That seems like that's that's that sweet spot where you can get it's mobile gaming so you're probably not gonna be able to push 1440p or if you can maybe not at like super high refreshes but maybe you know like 1080p 1440p 60 if you're fine with that but like if an amd one and it's just with like how with with how apple's new chips are and these new parts like fuck intel but like honestly it is i think this year is gonna be a good year for like mobile computing i and no no no, absolutely absolutely i'm seeing a lot of like the Especially these AMD parts. Like, I am especially excited for these AMD parts to actually start, like, really, really, really making inroads in the in the laptop space. Like, the laptop space has been especially dominated by Intel for so long, right? Like, it feels so stagnant, which is why I think when the when the when Apple released the M1 Mac, that people were like, "Holy shit!" Like, Intel was Intel was so fucking behind, right? Like, it was just like amazing because the laptop space has been so stagnant, stagnated for so long. Because Intel has been stuck on a particular node process. Like, it's just like it is. Intel has had no competition. And finally, maybe, maybe we'll see some actual, actual, uh, yeah, like, maybe this will force Intel to actually make good CPUs again, you know? Well, I mean, Intel is already trying to make some changes. They dumped their CEO earlier this week. So they dumped their CEO and the new CEO straight up. Okay, this is the funny part. It's straight up on a, on a all hands call was like, we gotta we gotta start making better CPUs than the uh did the the fashion ma- accessory maker it up in Cupertino or something. No, like he said it's a lifestyle company. Lifestyle, in Cupertino. lifestyle. I was just like, holy shit! This this dude, uh, Pat. I mean, at least he gets it. He gets he, it. He though. gets it. But Pat Gelsinger was uh, some contacts. Pat Gelsinger is the new. He's going to be the new CEO of uh of Intel. He he previously worked at. He was also the CEO of VMware before this. He also actually worked at Intel for 30 years before this. So he is actually like a like an engineering veteran, right? Like so this is- turns out turns out when you put an engineer in charge of an engineering company, 
you might get better results. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. I hope. I hope like Pat is like up to the task of turning this fucking ship around because Intel is in a in a it's kind of a in a bad spot. Like they are really not keeping up very well. So you know, I mean, it, it, honestly, AMD's hitting Intel even harder. Like we're not going to talk about because we don't really talk about server hardware that much, right? But Threadrippers and like their Epic chips, right? Are those are those are very very competitive with the Xeons. No, and you know, like speaking of like server, like I'll mention this on the side is like Linode is starting to use uh, AMD Epic chips in their server hardware. So you know, like it's like it is making inroads. So it's not AMD is not going anywhere. Uh, they are here to they are here to like stay, and they are making like like if they start making Intel look bad in the server space, that's a lot of market share lost, so uh, the Intel better step it up. Uh, some additional news is that Samsung announced uh, that their uh, next, next uh, not this not this year's Exodus chip, but uh, next year's Exodus SoC will have uh, an AMD uh, GPU, AMD, AMD GPU cores in them, uh, which is uh, cool, I guess. That's good for AMD, I guess. Well, I, I think I think it's important just because with uh, with how Qualcomm's and Apple's GPUs have been, there it's not as much of a bloodbath as it is on the PC side, right? Like while Qualcomm sometimes wins in some areas, Apple wins in some other areas, we've never had like an exponential leap, right? Whereas Apple has a huge advantage in CPUs, but their GPUs are not like, you know, say like like gonna blow you away better and i think there's there is a space for maybe amd to come in or hell even nvidia right like i would not i'm i'm surprised nvidia has never been like maybe you know trying to sell add-on gpus right to phones because there's a space for it because stuff like rt cores tensor cores that right they make sense on mobile maybe not in the same way they do for like pcs or whatever but there still is a there's still an argument to be made that these kind of chips and also because remember, Microsoft is not going to be pushing on Windows on ARM heavily. There's now more incentive, right, for regular GPU makers to to make chips that'll work with ARM, right, rather than just like you know traditional PC PCI you know sort of setups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am I'm curious what this means, and this is one of the things that like Samsung Exynos chips are not something uh, the North American market gets. Oh no, this year's is on par. This year's on par with the Snapdragon 88. It's actually like. They are. They have caught up this year on core performance for the CPU side. That's 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 good. Uh, yeah, because we don't like North America doesn't get to uh, really like North, like North American press doesn't cover the Exynos chips. I feel like because it because it's not relevant to the North American market. Like the North American versions of the Samsung phones don't get uh, Exynos chips. That's only the rest of the rest of the world gets the Exynos chips. Although God, speaking about companies getting like embarrassed. We talked about Intel a minute ago. Imagine working at the Exynos division in Samsung and every year just getting completely dunked on by the phone team because they tell you, because they're just like, nah, you're not good enough to sell to Americans or to North America or even Europe too, right? Because it's a split between Europe. It's not guaranteed in Europe that you get an Exynos chip. It's just like Korea, I think, and some other markets, right? Because remember last year, I think it was Korea that they sold the Snapdragon variant in, right? You got to imagine after that much, like, that much like shaming like if i if i still worked there i would be like dead set on being like you know no fuck qualcomm no 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 no. i don't even want it to be in the phone right like i'm just i'm just sick of getting dunked on i'm gonna like there's like a little fire lit under their asses 
Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Samsung is definitely yeah. The Exynos stuff is is pushing ahead. So and it, it, this is this is big for AMD, right? Like this is bigger for AMD than it is for Samsung, right? Like it it's sort of like AMD is sort of making all these deals and like trying to get into more markets here, which is uh, which is which is good. Uh, maybe maybe that will make Intel think about doing the same. You know, yeah, actually competing in these markets. Uh, so. That is our CPU. Like, not much. I mean, it's just all a bunch of announcements. Who knows when this hardware will actually be available to anybody to buy, uh, especially the especially the NVIDIA GPUs. <laughs> it's, 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 it's difficult, you know, to buy these GPUs uh, in, in, the, in the current times. Uh, the last thing before we go is, is the, you know, it's CES. So we got to have one thing that is like, you know, this one is not that absurd, but, you know, it is still like on the absurd scale. So, you know, uh, so Razer has uh, always has weird prototype stuff that they show off or announce or have videos about. Is this year it was the uh, <laughs> the Razer N95 gamer mask, um, <laughs> and before like it's called Project Hazel uh, Razer. That's what it's called. Uh, it's a high end like face mask concept, uh, which is like a, a, a face uh, like a N95 mask that's like uh, like transparent in the front like so people can see you talk like your mouth move um uh, the it has like uh rgb leds of course you know uh it has it's supposed to be like uh i don't know it's supposed to like what else is it? i think it has like this voice boost technology where like when you start speaking it will like amplify or you like you like pipe the sound out through the speakers that are in the front you know so you you, you don't sound muffled uh, which is which is interesting, you know. Uh, that's that's it. It looks like something out of Watch Dogs too, and I kind of want it. Uh, that's also that. Uh, so that that's the uh, razor face mask. Uh, I mean, the the funny thing about this, right? It's like, well, what's going to happen first? The world getting vaccinated, or this actually shipping? Right? <laughs> um, that's 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 a good question. That's a good point. Uh, I, I I think this is I don't know I think it's just a prototype I don't know if this is actually going to show yeah no it's not it's not all Razor so the the, the golden rule about CES is anything Razor shows off will never ship unless it's a laptop yeah it's unless it's unless it's like a product that they already like actually sell usually it's like laptops and stuff uh, or like mice and keyboard hardware like that it's not gonna it's, this is not like it looks cool you know it looks very hashtag cyberpunk you know you know what I'm saying you know you wear this when you when you're like you're know, playing Cyberpunk 2077 for maximum immersion, you know, you know, that, that kind of thing. I don't know. Um, I like, I just think it looks cool. I don't know if it will like actually be useful for the, the N95 part. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like every other Razer product, it has great looks and poor performance. Yeah. And it, it like, it like starts falling apart, right? Pretty quick, you know, like Razer's uh, hardware. In general, uh, so you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't. If this, if if this actually comes out, um, I, I don't know. I mean, no, I would stop you from buying it because you, you're, you're going to get COVID if you wear this mask. Listen, I have, I have their keyboard, I have their mouse, right? I have Razer hardware. There's a reason I'm not using it anymore. <laughs> All right, so that is uh, that is our like the last, I guess, um, bit of CES. CES is over. Um, it is indeed over, so no more CES. I guess we'll come back, and I don't know what. Like, I guess from two weeks from now, maybe. I mean, it depends if something else happens. You know, there's been a lot more leaks come out recently. Apparently, like some Apple stuff's been leaking. Um, 
Microsoft might have a Surface event soon. And I mean, hopefully Microsoft starts using all AMD this year because that would be dope. Like a Surface Laptop 4, right? Of like a new, like an AMD CPU, a new NVIDIA GPU in that. Mm. Like even if they kept the design the same, like because something we didn't really talk about is like a lot of these laptops are now shipping with three by three by two displays and 16 by 10 which are the right aspect ratios for mobile computers. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's, yeah, that, yep, yep. So, so uh, CES 21 was, was fine. I, do you think, like, the future prediction is, do, do you think CES is going to go back to a physical event uh, when, when everything goes back to how it is? Like, do you think they're going to go back to a, uh, like... Only showcases for press, you know, like backroom stuff where the press can see it. That that's all I think CES is going to be. I think it's going to be mostly virtual for like the actual um, announcements and stuff because it's just expensive to run out shit in Las Vegas. No one wants to go to Las Vegas, and like I mean, CES will keep going. Like I, I don't think CES E three. I, I have a feeling E three will either become like a month or just stop entirely. Right? I don't think E three is long for this world. But I'm going to be fucking in my grave uh, ninety years from now, and CES will still be happening. <laughs> CES cannot be stopped. It is an unstoppable. CES was a thing before I was born. CES will be a thing after I was born. It's like the fucking Olympics. You never get rid of it. Oh my god! All right, all right. Let's wrap this up. Um, as always, show notes on twoshadesofbrown.com. You can send us uh, email at two contact at twoshadesofbrown.com. Uh, let us know about how your razor gear is broken. <laughs> let us know if you saw anything kind of uh, weird and absurd at this year's CES. I, I, the, the razor mask was the only thing we really saw. And because it was a virtual event, there wasn't much to physical stuff to see, like no smart toilets or anything. So, you know, if you saw something, let us know. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon and PacketCat at pinforward.social and webs- my website, sodicsafe.com. And uh, just so where the people find you on the internet. So I finally finished um, Love Live, the uh, new Dijusaki one. Yeah, finally finished it. And um, so we got just final thoughts for the Love Live corner. Um, basically that I think this honestly was the best Love Live show. Um, because it didn't carry the weight of like backing a whole idol project and all that, right? Like it was already an existing group that was getting an anime, so it had more space to play with just being a show and not not being like a a multimedia brand content thing. And I, and I think that really led to the the narrative for what it is. I mean, obviously it's an idol anime, right? So you're not going to get like some gripping, deconstructive political thought. But that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for the Doki Dokis, right? You're here so, for the music and the Doki Dokis. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, really, I think it was the most well done. I think the art changes to the art style was the best they've done so far. And um, definitely, I'm excited for the new group to start airing later on this year. Um, although I'm probably taking a break from anime from now because I'm sick of shows ending. Uh, I'm sick of, like, the lowly plots in general, just lowly things, you know? I got baited by another show that ended up having, like, a weird lowly thing. And I'm just kind of like, I'm done with anime for now. So, uh, you know, just um, going to keep rewatching the same episode of The Mandalorian Spatial Audio. Y'all can find me online at josephine.website. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.